0: The confession. And it's simply about one word: adoption, adoption. Look at First uh, John 3:1 is a great summary and uh, a great verse to, to put to memory. It says, "Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us that we should be called children of God." Therefore the world does not know us because it did not know him. The idea of adoption simply simply stated, simply put, um, the, the benefits that we receive from adoption. That if we are God's children by faith, we have been adopted as his children. We have all of the blessings that come as a part of being part of his family. If you think of it this way if uh, if you were to uh, have a foster child that child would be in your house it would be a child that you're taking care of that you're feeding that you're clothing but it does not hold the benefits of the longevity or the eternality of your family the uh, the inheritance of your family But upon an adoption, you're no longer an outside piece, but you are part of the family. And that is the picture of what we see in adoption, that we are outside of God, and he, through the perfect work of Christ, brings us to himself and makes us his child. And when he makes us his child, we receive his inheritance. That's how we can be brothers and sisters in a sense of Christ. We can be co-heirs with Christ. And what an amazing picture adoption is in a physical sense of a spiritual picture. Look at paragraph 1. and it says, All those that are justified, again that was chapter 11, God conferred in and for the sake of His only Son, Jesus Christ, to make partakers of the grace of adoption, by which they are taken into the number and enjoy the liberties and privileges of the children of God. They have his name put on them, receive the spirit of adoption, have access to the throne of grace with boldness, are enabled to cry, Abba, Father, are pitied, protected, provided for, chastened by him as Father, yet never cast off but sealed to the day of redemption and inherit the promises as heirs of everlasting salvation. If you've ever had the opportunity to work through the Baptist Catechism, uh, question 35 asks, What benefits do those who are effectually called receive in this life? That's chapter 10, the effectual calling. And the answer is those who are effectually called receive in this life. Now notice, justification, adoption, sanctification, and the several benefits. Notice where we've been working. Chapter 10 was the effectual call. Those who have been awoken to spiritual life, produce faith in, what happens? Justification, we're made right before God, judicially. But then we see the second one, adoption. And while these two are similar, they're very different. One is, judicially speaking, adoption is that relational. That we can be declared right, but then there's a familial aspect that is brought in the adoption. And then chapter 13, we'll see a sanctification. Adoption is this, an act of God's free grace by which we are received into the company of God's children and have a right to all the privileges of his sons. That's a bit of a kind of a a shortened statement of paragraph one. Again, we, we want to not just study theology and have it come into our head, but this is a very practical doctrine. For it's not just, uh, no doctrine should be something that's just informational knowledge for our heads, but it all, should always affect us. But this hits us where it, it is so um, easily to relate. We all are born a part of a family, a physical family. We have a somewhat of an, an understanding. Sometimes it can be skewed by our earthly family, but this picture of adoption. Galatians chapter 4 Verses four to seven says, but when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law. Why? To redeem those who are under the law that we might receive the adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying out, Abba, Father. Therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. There's a great change that takes place. A big change. In our flesh, we are born as a son of Adam. A child of Adam. But when we are adopted by God through his grace, we become His child. A new nature is given. The old is gone and the new has come. We're no longer condemned under the law, as Galatians 4 says. And it is accomplished by God's work alone. I mean, we even in in our own midst... Angel, I know you've been adopted. Anybody else adopted here? In the adoption process, who chooses who... parent chooses the child and that's the same picture with God we do not choose God as we've seen we are unable to choose God he is the one who graciously chooses us we cannot it's not in our own strength John chapter 1 verses 12 and 13 it says but as many as received him to them he gave the right to become children of God to those who believe in his name and often it stops there and people say see I chose God But verse 13, Who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of... Who? Of God. Our adoption isn't something that can accomplish in our own strength. It is God who adopts us, and it is made possible through Christ. Galatians 3.26, For you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus In Ephesians 1.5, having predestined us to adoption as sons. There's a big change. Again, we move from being sons of Adam to sons of God. Little son, I say, not to be uh, as Christ. But there's a great big blessing that comes, and that's the amazing picture of adoption. The blessings that are received. Uh, You'll you'll see that... uh, in some translations of, uh, I'm not sure why, uh, the one I copied from. Um, but uh, in paragraph one, all those that are justified, God conferred. Or some sometimes you'll find a, one that says vouchsafed. It's an older English word, so sometimes we'll give conferred. But vouchsafe is to give something of great worth. As children of God, have we been given something that is of great worth? Absolutely. I, I stumbled on a quote by Thomas Watson. Uh, he said this, He being God adopted us from slavery. It is a mercy to redeem a slave, but it is more to adopt him. Notice there's a difference. Justification is kind of that legal term the, and the, the redeeming of a slave, but we're not left just as a slave. We're left... As a son, we're adopted into the blessing. We're adopted in so we have a new family. As Romans 8 says, we are children of God and heirs. We have a new father. We can cry out and we can call him Abba, Father. There's a, there is an intimacy there. And sometimes I think we overemphasize the intimacy and forget the holiness of God. It's a both-and situation. We have new access to Him that we can come with boldness, but notice we are to be protected, we are to be provided for. But even as a earthly father provides <clears throat> and protects, is a is a physically close. Even an earthly father chastises, brings correction. And so it is, even in our adoption, that sometimes God corrects us. But most of all, our adoption brings that new inheritance. The blessing of eternal life that everything that is of God's is ours. I, I, I know uh, often when I, I speak of families who have adopted kids, it's I don't have... Uh, biological kids and adopted kids. I have my kids. And sometimes we can make that dichotomy, but we even let that creep over into our Christian life. There are no second-rate children of God. We are all equal as children of God. There's not a hierarchy that takes place. What a great blessing. We are all full-share children. If we have been made right by God, it's shown through our faith. There's a a judicial picture in our justification that takes place, but the familial that God brings us and makes us his child should bring about a great confidence, a great peace, a great comfort. That as we understand that we are his children. Uh, Someone had had given another Thomas Watson quote. And I want to close with this. Just as a a way for us not to say okay here's adoption. But what what does it mean to us? It says to make us thankful. Consider in civil adoption. There's some worth or excellence in the person to be adopted. But there was no worth in us. Neither in beauty, nor parentage, nor virtue. Nothing in us to move God to bestow the prerogative of sonship upon us. We have enough to move God to correct us, but nothing to move him to adopt us. Therefore, exalt free grace. Begin the work of angels here. Bless him with your praises, who has blessed you in making you his sons and daughters. Sadly, our, our adversary often wants to cause us to forget this truth. To cause us and to think that we are, are not worthy to be his children. And in some sense that is true, but in his infinite grace he has bestowed amazing blessings upon us in saving us. But if... Have you forgotten this today? If by faith you have confessed your sin, you are his child. What a great confidence, a great encouragement it is as we walk and we remember the blessings of adoption. Let's pray. Our Father, thank you that that's exactly what we are able to call you because of your work of adoption. And Lord, while there is much mystery in the the reasoning for your adopting us, Lord, we, we stop and we just praise you. We praise you because there is nothing worthy in us, but out of your great love you have poured it out on upon us. Lord, we ask that you would help us to not just understand the truth of adoption, but Lord, that that it would bring a great, great joy. To know that we are your children. And as your children. The blessings that, that you give. The blessings of, of eternal life. The, the blessings of the inheritance. Of, of being made right before you. Because of Christ. Father I, I pray that. Finny here are not your children. Lord I pray that you would. You would work in their hearts tonight. That each one here could call you Abba Father. That you would be our Heavenly Father who does perfect in our lives. We praise you in Christ's name. Amen.